Sofia Fyodorovna Semyonova with her big dumb face. <laughs> the longest Sofia Fyodorovna. Those men are all chairs bolted to the We're not told that. that. Yeah, we do. We're not told that. It is written. It is written. <laughs> Welcome back to Ranked Dumb Charles. I don't know much about Godzilla movies, but I know enough about movies to know that Godzilla minus one has everything the body needs. Starting with the big stuff, Godzilla himself is absolutely incredible. The visual effect is of such a high quality that at times I felt I had suspension of disbelief of a child. But that's all just a cherry on top. Down at ground level is a story that leaves nothing to be desired. Among other things, it's the tale of one man's struggle to rid himself of his survivor's guilt following the Japanese army's defeat after World War II. On a larger scale, the story is a metaphor for post-World War II Japan's fear of a loss of cultural identity to the looming threat of American influence and power, done in the most Japanese way possible with a giant city destroying monster and crowds of people running away screaming. Even if that's not really your thing or you've never seen a single Godzilla movie, you can still, you can and should still check it out because this movie brings it on every level. McCurds? Do the scream. Do the scream. That's like higher. Well, that actually, so, so fun fact, fun fact, that, that sound, the Godzilla roar. Gojira. Gorgia. Gojira. Gojira. That roar is actually a, uh, I believe it's a cello, and they took a rubber glove on a cello, and that's what makes that noise. That's awesome. Next time so I that's... have a rubber glove and a cello. Uh, what is it again? Uh, glad I insisted that you brought that cello. Next time you bring your cello. Ah, living it's, daylight. It's, yeah. yeah, man. Uh, uh -huh. let's, yeah, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Godzilla. Godzilla minus Gojira. one. Gojira. Gojira. Minus one. Uh, but as always, I have to pimp out the merch. Um, you know, because it's the holidays. Minus, why not pimp out the merch? Get your our boy Mikey G Wiz shirt only at the rank store uh, for a limited time only. We need an army of you dudes wearing our boy Mikey G Wiz shirts. Come on, we need represent. a protest outside michael g wilson's house with those yeah. t-shirts and he's like what are you yeah. protesting nothing we just we just wanted to be here yeah we just, we just want to love here. you you're our boy and you. then he'll be and then he'll immediately sue us for and then the next Look how day beautiful that is is that not a beautiful rendition of the man it's so gorgeous yeah. and then next we need to go to martin camp martin campbell's house martin <laughs> yeah. campbell's he would just house. start shooting no, <laughs> get off my lawn yeah <laughs> all right let's talk about uh godzilla minus one written and directed by takashi uh yamazaki can i and, ask uh, a really like, dumb question right off the bat yeah what's going on why is it called minus one did i miss that okay i do have the answer to that question okay so good. i will answer that i will answer that now i was going to save that for later but i will say so the minus one refers to the fact that japan had already been devastated by world war ii brought down to zero but with the emergence of godzilla it is put japan into the negative so it's minus one minus one what pride ego I already mentioned that it's, you know, Japan I, like, was I, devastated after World War II. 
Did you see Oppenheimer? Okay. Did you see that movie that year? Yeah, it's good to watch yeah. those back to back. This is a wow! What a twist! What a twist! Yeah. But yes, that's why yeah. they call it minus zero. It's Godzilla minus zero. It's a weird title. I will say it's not yeah. my favorite part of this movie. Is the title because it's yeah, like no. what? It, it, I I'm curious if that's the title in Japan or if they were just like I don't know. It sounds cool in English. Just go with it. it that's you know? the title. It is the title. It is. Okay. Yeah, so that is the title. All right. So let's get into it. Shall we? I'm going to go through a history of Godzilla. It's going to be awesome. Chucky, I know like everyone, you are vaguely aware of Godzilla like most people. Let me give somewhat of a crash course of the franchise, but I'm not going to go into each film, just a brief crash course, essentially. So Gorgira, as he is called in Japan or Godzilla here in the U.S., made his debut in the 1954 film. There's been 38 films produced, 33 in Japan by Toho Productions or Toho Company Limited, whatever you want to call it, uh, and five in the U.S. With the classic, they opened with the classic. With the Toho, Toho. but that's no, like all the. Have Toho they ever movies. modernized it, or is that I how it's been for decades? Every time I've seen a, a more recent Godzilla movie, they've used that logo on. Okay, much that, I mean that goes back so to the beginning. Toho logo. Yeah, because yeah. Seven Samurai and all those other Akira Kurosawa films uh, is the Toho logo, and I love that logo. Because, um, you know, obviously, just, like, it, it, in yeah. the States, every single studio has uh, Brothers, really modernized Paramount. everything. Like, at, at a certain right. point, they, they made everything CGI, so it was all crisp and clean and high def and all that. Um, and then, uh, uh, so to see this, I, I, I was, it could have been a coin flip for me. Like, is that... Because this, I'm specifically me sure not knowing a lot about logo. the history. Okay, but me not knowing yeah. a lot about the history, I was like, it could go either way. But how cool, because this movie feels like the first Godzilla movie ever made. Right. Me not knowing anything about it, that's the impression I had, which is okay. really cool. So, okay. So, as I said, there have been 38 films produced, 33 in Japan by Toho, and five in the U.S. We will get to the, the U.S. ones uh, shortly. His name came from the combination of the Japanese words for gorilla and whale, which became Gorgira. There's a little bit of a story there where apparently there was some guy who worked at Toho that they would call him a gorilla whale. And like, that's how the name stuck. <laughs> but I don't know if that's true. Like, they're not sure if that's true. But then, of course, when it came over to the U.S., it became Godzilla because that's just like God. Zilla, you know. So like a guy's lizard. looking down the hallway and he sees a group of people talking and then gorilla whale guy turns the corner and they, they all they no all get difference. out of the way. They're like, ah, it's Gojira. And the guy, <laughs> he was like, bing, light bulb. Yeah. That's the perfect name. I don't know if that's, there's a lot of different stories, but uh, apparently most people will say that it is a combination of gorilla and whale. Like that's, that part's true. No Makes one's 100% sure how that, that came to be. Uh, and then when it got imported to the U.S., Sounded a lot like Godzilla. So then they 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 Americanized it to Godzilla in the US. And so wow. that is then therefore a legend is born. Uh this film helped pioneer suitmation and tokusatsu films, Japanese special effects films and TV. Generally speaking, like anything Power Rangers, anything Ultraman, Godzilla, people in giant suits, live action special effects in, J in Japan is usually referred to as tokusatsu. Uh, it should be no surprise that every ever since the first film, Godzilla has become an allegory to the nuclear <laughs> holocaust uh, that plagued uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki at the end of World War II, which kind of also I wrote in your ties to Oppenheimer, which is a lot of people have said 
about this movie is like it's a sequel to Oppenheimer. I'm like, <laughs> sure, sure, you can say that. You could, you can say there's that. There's even a character that's like a Japanese Oppenheimer. You know, he's Mister right, Scientist right. Man who leads the way. Yeah, it's, right. So, they, oh, God's, I can't. I cannot wait for the fan edits. <laughs> I just can't wait. That's awful. That is just <laughs> awful. So Godzilla has also fought many other giant kaiju monsters through is now 70 years. Like the beginning of this, 69 years. I think they were like rounding up. It's like it's 70 years because the first Godzilla movie came out in 54. Uh, 2024 will be its 70th anniversary. Include The monsters include you got Mothra, Rodan, King Ghidorah, uh, Gigan, Mechagodzilla, and even America's King Kong. Uh, his different films have been through different timelines. So some of those films are direct sequels to the very first film. And then some of them are entire reboots and reshoots, but kind of like that, like that little timeline slide right there, kind of think of it similar to, um, uh, what was the movie? Uh, the Halloween franchise, you know, like the Halloween franchise has kind of had, it's like this one timeline. And then there's this version of the timeline. That's how the Godzilla films have kind of, as far as their their canon has gone. It's, it's been all over the place in that regard. But let's talk about the U.S. films real quick. Real quick, So you though, probably are aware. Right here, Oppenzilla. Oppenzilla. That would have been so much better than Barbenheimer. If, if I know it, Barbenheimer worked because they're, they're such opposites of each other that that's why contrast. it became a meme. Yeah. But how awesome right. if these two would have come out the same weekend and you go into Oppenheimer, you come out and you go into, into go to Godzilla minus one. Godzilla minus <laughs> here. Yeah. Minus one. Been too good to be true. Go ahead. Yeah. It would work. Uh, so you're probably aware that this has nothing to do with the Godzilla versus Kong, which came out only a few years ago. And now we are getting trailers for a new film in that franchise next year with Godzilla X Kong new empire, as well as the Monarch TV series, which is on Apple plus. Godzilla has had an interesting history with the U.S., not only because of the obvious allegorical reasons, but because we've had some U.S. adaptations that were solely U.S. produced, uh, some better than others. First film was released in the U.S. two years later as an Americanized re-edit of Godzilla King. It's called Godzilla King the Monsters, the very first movie, right? Uh, starring Raymond Burr, you may remember. Uh, was the killer in Hitchcock's Rear Window. He was also played uh, TV's Perry Mason. So there's like a, basically it's the re-edited version with American footage of the very first Godzilla film with this one American actor so that they can make an American version. And I mean, it's the, the, the mid 50s. So they weren't doing subtitle films that were just coming across the seas as much as, as they were. So, you know, they were like, oh, how do we make money off this movie? Put American actors in it, and that's how we'll, we'll sell it's, it. And it's such an odd thing crazy. that 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 always ends up being the case with anything Japanese made, right? Power right. Rangers. Let's take the action scenes, but then the teenage high school scenes. We'll just shoot that with American kids, and then we'll combine them. They don't reshoot the action stuff. So what no. you're saying is the same concept here, right? So let's kind take of, all yeah. the Godzilla kind of. action. And when they cut to the office building with everyone screaming and yes pointing, and no, it's just American. There's actors. a little more. There's a that. So I have that movie. I should have brought it down here. I have it on Criterion, so you can watch the original Japanese version and the Americanized version. The Americanized version is basically like the same story. It's just Raymond Burr kind of plays this narrator character that you watch onto, who's kind of the main character okay. in this version. But they so shot he's like that footage. He's and like they a news, it, yeah. right? 
So he's like a news reporter reporting on Godzilla from a, from a, the U.S. in Japan. Okay. And then in the Japanese version, he d- it doesn't exist, but it's still the same footage. The story is not necessarily attached to one particular character. Um, okay. In the, the Raymond Burr one, it's like it's he's the main character. He's the he's kind of just narrating, kind of like World uh, War of the Worlds, right? Like War of the Worlds, the radio play. It was yeah. like somebody announcing like this oh yeah the aliens coming in and this is happening it's kind of like that in the in the uh, uh americanized version my point and then being in 20... that we don't do that with anybody else we don't we're like oh you got to check out this really good or no. like look we have this really cool no. german movie and but we're gonna cut out all the german actors we're gonna play some... right. no they just import the whole movie so why is it about awesome japanese action that we <laughs> it's like it's like you know these these a-hole producers are like you know this movie's great i just What's with these Japanese people, sir? It comes from Japan. Get rid of them! <laughs> like, why? Why if is we it ever just go Japan to, that we do that? We will never do this. There's a whole rabbit hole you can go down through all the Power Rangers stuff. It's very fascinating. That yep. even involves Spider-Man at one point. Um, mm-hmm. but that that is an entirely. I would say it's similar, but it's a it's almost an entirely different thing because by now Power Rangers has got its own storylines and things that they have created that were just U.S. stuff, but they still use some of the Japanese stuff too. Um, but that's a whole other thing. Getting back on track, you may also remember the Matthew Broderick film from 1998, which was a huge disappointment and has largely been panned. They've uh, even lampooned that version of Godzilla in one of the Japanese Toho films where the actual Godzilla uh, beats the shit out of the American 1998 Godzilla, <laughs> which is fun. You can watch that. That's awesome. Online. I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it's like Final Wars is the name of the movie, but Godzilla fights all these different monsters from all those other movies, including the Americanized Godzilla uh, from that movie, and it kicks his ass. Wow. In 2014, Legendary Pictures began the MonsterVerse with Godzilla directed by the creator-director, Gareth Edwards. We talked about him a couple episodes back. Um, this His film was a hit. It was a, I wouldn't say it was a huge hit, but it was a, it was a moderate hit, uh, and it brought us now a new cinematic universe of films. So we have the Marvel Cinematic Universe, The Conjuring, the DC films. You also have the Godzilla movies uh, with, with the Kong films as well. Um, so that's kind of like the U.S.'s version. However, this kind of ties into this movie in a little bit. So the previous Toho film, was Shin Godzilla. That movie was also sort of a reboot, reimagining of Godzilla. It did really well. I have not seen it. People have said really good things about it. But they were going to do a sequel to that. And they wanted to do a sequel, but they had actually had made a uh, agreement with Toho, or Legendary Pictures. Toho had made an agreement with Legendary Pictures saying, hey, we won't release another film at, until after 2020 because they didn't want both of these films to coincide as far as the release dates because they didn't want to confuse mm. audiences because they have this ongoing narrative with the Godzilla movies and the American ones as well as the Japanese. They didn't want an audience to be like, wait, but that happened in this movie. So they they were like, okay, well, you can't make another one till after 2020. The last one was 2020, 2016. 2020 passed, then they started producing this Godzilla film. Um, and, and I think that's my guess is they just didn't want to have competing Godzilla movies. Yes, I know one's the US, one's Japan, but like this one, this is one of the few Japanese uh, Godzilla films that actually got a US release in theaters. The last one was like in 2000 with Godzilla 2000, which only came two years after that US version of it. But mm. um, that's that's I, I always find that kind of fascinating because it's like they're sort of competing franchises, but it's like still owned by Toho. But it's yeah. like definitely a U.S. produced one. They filmed like King of Monsters, uh, which was the second Godzilla one. They filmed that here in Atlanta. So, uh, yeah, it's it's like 
it's kind of it's that stuff to me is kind of fun. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about the director uh, Takashi uh, Yamazaki. Um, I'm pulling my hair out trying to pronounce all these Japanese names, but I feel You're like I'm doing I'm getting, a good job. Shockingly, I'm <laughs> getting it down today. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is, but I'm like reading. I'm like, ah, that's how you say you his name. So, Nans um, in your earpiece. Takashi like, Yamazaki. Like, Yamazaki. Uh, Yamazaki just rolls off your tongue too. So uh, oh, you yeah. probably never heard of him. I never heard of him. Uh, his first film was Juvenile, came out in 2000. He's since made many films. Uh, some are adaptations of anime properties, such as Lubin the Third or Spaceship or Space Battleship Yatam, uh, Yamamoto. Uh, he is also the head visual effects supervisor on many of his films, which is kind of wow. interesting because a lot of times you usually have a, a director, writer, a DP, and then they'll have somebody who just does the visual effects. He's director and the visual effects person on a lot of his films, which is pretty impressive to me. Yeah. Um, he said writing this film, he was influenced by the Japanese government's unreliability and worldwide, worldwide anxieties during the pandemic. He was also influenced by films such as the original Godzilla, which we've talked at length about and jaws, which shouldn't come to any surprise as you're watching this movie. There was a lot of times where I'm yeah. like, this reminds me of jaws. This is a lot. Yeah. This is Godzilla and jaws. This is great. I like this. Mom goes into mouth shoot bomb bomb explodes yeah face. you're like yeah 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 definitely yeah, cool. definitely some jaws um i have the cast list here i'm not going to go through all the names you're you will not recognize a single person in this cast from anything else i will say the guy who plays the uh doctor um he is in a lot of uh yamazaki's other films he's he's had yeah. roles in other films they've collaborated a lot kind of like how we talk about like christopher nolan's been with michael kane in a bunch of his movies this guy is kind of his Michael Caine or or a, Michael uh, Killian Murphy, Michael Caine or yeah to to tie in Oppenheimer, Killian Murphy. He's just like Killian Murphy. Yeah, that's the crossover movie. Get your Killian fan Murphy. edits going, Meet everybody. Get that. Get fan your fan edits rocking. Right. All right. So let's get into some quick fun facts about the movie because I we'd already talked about why it's called minus one. Uh, this is the first period piece Godzilla film. They've never done they've all the movies they've done have all take it place in modern era when they wow. were produced. This is the first time they were like, let's do a period piece let's Godzilla movie. And I think that's cool. Makes it way more effective. I think that's one of the things that made this movie very effective. Well, again, like, as I said, you take technology uh, out of it and it's World War II, yeah. like post Japan post World War II Japan, like just right after World War II. Yeah. It's good. Me like, not knowing anything really about, about yeah. Me not knowing anything about Godzilla, I hesitated to put that in in my little quick review because I'm like, has he always been a metaphor for you know the the, yes. the the U.S. coming to invade and and specifically with this, it's like it's not it's not like it takes place before or during the war. It takes place after, implying not not just the destruction of of Tokyo or Japan in general, but uh, the demolishing of their culture. That, that was that was what I took from it. So and you only get that if you go back to immediate post-war Japan. So but we'll talk more yeah. on that. Um, there are some few. Uh, these are I literally pulled some of these off of IMDb. There are some few connections, though, to the original movie. Odo Island, the one that he goes to at the very beginning of the movie, was an island that was in the original film. I kind of forgot about it, but it's a fictional island. Um, and I believe like he gets blasted by the, uh, the the nuclear bomb and everything, all that stuff that happens. Um, 
in certain lore in Godzilla, like Godzilla's already a giant lizard monster, but now he's like supercharged with all of the, the radiation, the atomic energy and stuff. So then he becomes this giant monster. Other versions, he's always been that way. So it just, mm. it depends. It, it, you know, of course, that, like that they can a, write whatever they want it to. It was a funny detail. Just, the, they're they're right. like, oh, that's Godzilla. The locals say, like, because he just shows up. Just he just shows night. up. He just shows up and he's not super big, but he's big. He's like a, you know, like a, yeah, uh, he's like a T Rex, not Donkey Kong, bigger than yeah, T Rex. Yeah, he's yeah. like a T Rex. And uh, uh, they're just like, oh, yeah, that ancient dinosaur that the locals talk about, <laughs> you know, and you're like, your suspension okay. of disbelief has to be like, there's a lot of times this movie you're like, you're watching it and you're like, all right, I'll buy it. Just let's, let's get on with it. I'll, but I'll, I'll, knowing- I'll, okay. Anything just, yeah. about Godzilla whatsoever. I was You're like, just like, okay, okay. I'm in yeah. for the ride. Um, the other thing, okay, I didn't write this one down, but the uh you see the plane that is the one with the 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 propeller wing, yeah, plane that they the, talk the about. Tail the wing they kept tail saying. wing. That's a yeah. real plane, and it was a real prototype that they had made in Japan. Now, the original, they only had one proto, there was only one uh produced that they they still had access to and that actually was at the Masonian in the US and they had to actually Toho made another one based off the specs from that one uh for a prop model and then they used that model and I believe they took it and brought it to some uh, I think it was a museum or something in Japan so now they have that actual model and then they later revealed like oh we actually made this for a movie <laughs> like that's why it was they were they were like cuz they only had like one of them I think so that's actually a real plane that actually did fly and everything. So it wasn't just a made-up fictional thing. They actually did have it. And I believe it's similar to what they say in the movie where it was like, yeah, we had these planes. We're going to use them. But then um, we got our asses kicked and and uh, the war that war never came to us. So we that just damn have, Oppenheimer like, got us. He got uh. us, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, dark jokes, guys. Dark jokes, everybody. Um, other little things, like there's little tidbits as you're watching the movie. So like the, um, I was talking about Odo Island, but like the whole train sequence. I'm watching the movie. I'm like, I've seen this before. And I realized in the very first movie, there's a sequence where he does the same thing with the trains. And he's like pulling the trains apart. And he's, got, I mean, I got two pictures right here. He's pulling the trains. It's in his mouth. Very similar to the original film. Um, so it's like kind of no surprise. Also, the other thing that I thought was a fun detail, there's a longer description of this, but they're talking about like, there's two times in the movie, you see the fish that are float up to the top of the water and they've got like bulges coming out of their, you see it a their lot. faces. Right. A so lot, that is actually, so that, so this is what IMDb said, the depiction of the floating dead fish with the, their insides sticking out is accurate. Deep sea fish often appear to have their tongues sticking out when they're when brought to the surface due to the changes in pressure. The gas-filled swim bladders, which helps control their buoyancy in deep waters, expands as they ascend, pushing their jaws and tongues forward. A phenomenon known as barodrama, trauma, uh, causes the protrusion and gives the impression of their tongues sticking out when, in fact, he's it's a response to the pressure differences between their deep sea environments and the surface. They were hoping this is how Godzilla would meet his demise. So it's, it's interesting setup that you don't, you're not aware of until the very end of the movie. You're like, ah, yeah. The whole time you're like, why do they have cancer? What's wrong with all these fish? So, and then, yeah, they basically, you know, spoiler alert, they try to give Godzilla the bends. And there's, there's another, there's one other thing. I didn't, I didn't write this down spoilers for the original movie, but in the original film, 
the they kind of have a the film kind of plays out similarly where it's like Godzilla attacks and they have to figure out a way to stop Godzilla. The only big difference is there's no like human drama that you're like sticking to a certain group of characters. It's just kind of like and a lot of Japanese films seem to do this um, where it's like you're a lot of people in rooms. There's a lot of people in rooms and they're all got a plan. And like this is the plan. This is what we're going to do. And there's not a single character that you're sticking to like in a traditional Western film where you're like really gun ho behind the back of that character. It's like, it's a team effort, everybody. We're all in this together. That's a lot yeah. of Japanese films feel that way to me. And the this trope I really does... don't like is when they, you know, nowadays what they'll do to save time is they'll have the sequence of the, let's yeah. say it's a heist movie and they'll, they'll, they'll show them planning it, but they'll yeah. intercut it with the actual heist taking place. And you're like, uh sometimes I that like ruins that. the fun. I like that. Sometimes like that other times it ruins the fun and, and kind of the suspense of it works. Okay, let's set it up quick and then let's go do it. And then and then you're 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 in the moment and it's more suspenseful it in works the moment. Better. It the works better with something like Ocean's Eleven where they show it and then they, they screw it up. Like in Ocean's Eleven and in Mission Impossible, they show how they're supposed to do it and then they Those do it. Those movies do it, it effectively. It Yes, if they exactly. do what I'm talking about, they do it with majesty and grace. Other movies, right. not so much. Other movies, you're like, yeah. wait, wait, what? They use okay, it wait, as like a, as a crutch. Like, it's like, yeah. Yeah. They this even did movie, it in a Matrix I, sequel, and it was like, ugh. You know, they, yeah, they, uh, yeah. I think the, the first Matrix sequel, they do that. And it's like, well, you have to have played the video game. <sighs> anyway, that's a whole different <laughs> mess. That's a whole Speaking other Speaking of right, fan edits. In this movie, in this movie, um, uh, what was I getting to? I was getting to the point where like it's very similar. And at the end of the original Godzilla movie, instead of this whole barometric pressure thing where they're going to pull them down and bring them back up thing, yeah. they use an oxygen bomb. Like that's the thing. Like it's a made up thing, of course. But they're like, yeah, we'll use an oxygen bomb in the water. So I can see that the writer was very aware of like, I'm aware of the original movie. Let's kind of yeah. make a more modern maybe grounded take on how we would actually kill this monster instead of just saying oxygen bomb and i love and, and this this is getting more into like our just general review and talk discussion but i do love the setup of that whole sequence where we kind of as we're as we're meeting our main character uh we get to a point where he's basically on a, a minesweeper boat and that kind of that's when the movie kind of turns into jaws a little bit yeah. And I love that that sequence, basically that idea of these two boats with the, the cable and the sweeping the mines and stuff that mm -hmm. sets up the end of the movie in like a bigger way where you're like, oh, OK, I can kind of follow how this is going to work because I saw the smaller version of this. Um, but now it's like this giant, you know, lizard monster and they're kind of doing the same thing uh, uh, as far as how they're going to trap Godzilla. So I, yeah. I kind of enjoyed those things, too. Um, but yeah, that is, that's all I have for now, um, for, for Godzilla fun trivia. Gojira. Uh, Gojira. Um, but yeah, uh, Charlie, I guess, I guess we should start with the list. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at, I mean, I mean, maybe not top 10, but I'm looking up, up there. I have one short phrase for you. John Wick threshold. I think this that's all I that's all I decided on so far is that the John Wick threshold of John Wick is style over substance, action over any kind of real story going on. You're not right. there for like, you know, to 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 laugh and cry and all that. You're there to just be like, whoa, dude, dragon's breath. That's dumb. Look, he's 
spinning in a car, popping off headshots. Uh, this easily trumps John Wick threshold in that I will, regard. I will give you that. I think. I think my. I think my. Maybe my highest. And here's here's my the things that are holding me back on this movie is that yes, it is probably one of the best kaiju movies I've seen, and mainly because it makes you give a shit about the characters. I've seen yeah. all of the 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 more recent Godzilla legendary picture movies. I enjoy those movies, they're fun, but going in I'm going into those movies, those movies are are the style over substance. They're really they know that they're we're making these movies just so people can watch giant monsters fight each other. For yeah. two hours. Which is why that's I've never why you... cared about them. I don't care. I that's, like those movies. That's not my style. It's like, oh, look, right. giant monster punching and, another giant monster. I've never cared. Even so I go those, into this watch, thinking it's going right. to be that. And then I'm, I'm and it's not. pleasantly surprised. And you by watch, it being... watch those movies and you watch those movies and the more human character story stuff is very much lacking. Uh, the last two movies yeah. are it's like it's just so comic book and so Saturday morning cartoon that you're just like, eh, whatever. I just want to see Godzilla fight King Kong or fight, you know, this monster or whatever. So I'm like, I don't yeah. care. I get it. It's stupid. They lean into like making it really stupid. This movie, on the other hand, there's moments where I'm like, oh crap, I forgot we were watching Godzilla. Like I'm, I'm like really invested into like, oh, how are they going to survive? Um, the, You know, that like, how are they going to survive? How are they going to get money for this little girl? What's, how is he going to, um, you know, what's life going to be like between these two? Are they going to get married? And then the the whole human drama comes in. They're like, wait, the like his buddies from his work are all there at his house, and and they're like they're having dinner. And your, your wife and daughter. Joke. He's so like, oh, great. your wife. And they're like, that's oh, we're not, not my married. Wife and, and that's not like, my daughter. What? And then he's like, wait, what? They're all like, yeah. what? And it's yeah. like beautifully like, and I can only describe this as Japanese blocking because you see it in so many Japanese films where there's a lot. They they just are like many Japanese films that I've seen, uh, Kurosawa, whatever. They are just very well uh, adverse at doing like these really well blocked out scenes with lots of characters in small con condensed spaces and small rooms. We're America. We would be like, all right, we got to get um, let's get the close up on this person. Let's get the coverage of this person. These these films that usually play it out in a wide and then only go into close up like really they really need those reaction shots from people. Yeah. And I think I just think they're just so well done. Um, but yeah, that, that scene in particular, you're like, you're like, oh wait, there's a human drama story that's going on and you forget that it's a Godzilla movie and you're like, oh wait, Godzilla is in this movie. I forgot about that. And you just yeah. kind of forget about it. He disappears um, for long sequences and you're right? invested. You're like, I'm, I'm yeah. into the story. I'm just like, this is a drama movie. Like this isn't, this isn't a, a science fiction, big action yeah. movie until when it needs to be. And like, even when it is it's like those moments build onto the, the story that they've already built. So you really care about these characters as the movie's going on. And so you're, you're invested. And I think that's a, I think that's awesome that like, it's a, a not only there's a cultural barrier, but a language barrier between what you're watching. So it just, it shines through like the human stuff shines through where you're like, Oh, I understand what's going on. Um, past you the fact that it's like, you you have you're, this you're, entire... there's so much you have the empathy that you're like oh wait i get what's going on with these characters i i understand where they're coming from and i and i'm not like i'm not lost culturally i'm not lost through language i'm like i get exactly what's going on in, in the scene yeah. and i think that's impressive that you can do a movie like that and it's a science fiction uh monster film and yeah. you're like oh exactly. this is great this movie's great exactly so, it's anyway, very back unexpected. to my, my but back so there, to my thoughts on the ranking my yeah, yeah, my highest. I want to know your number. So my high. I, I agree with your John Wick. I think it's better than John Wick. 
my highest i i don't here's the thing the thing that holds me back on this movie is the very earnest matter of factness of the godzilla aspects and sometimes i think the movie gets a little too melodramatic for its own good i'm also wasn't the biggest fan of the ending because i felt like it was just kind of too neatly wrapped in a bow where we're like okay and then i'm slightly torn on the ending I'm slightly I'm like, torn I'm on like, the ending I'm like, because of what I was just going to talk about. But I'll, give me your, think, give me your think, number, and then we can go back to I talking think about it's that. Below, I think it's below Guardians. I think that would be... Okay. It's below Guardians. I think it's between John Wick and Guardians. That's where I think it is. Okay. I think that's more that's than where fair. That's more than fair. Um, let's keep chatting. Because, uh, yeah, I um, the best part of the movie is uh oh geez what is the name the main character's name uh hold on let me let me let me try to let me try to do it because i all i remember right now is it. akiko akiko is the the Aki adorable uh, daughter kochiki or uh kochi is his name so it's k-o-i-c-h-i that's his first name and then, and then it, it goes like by Sh Shimi shikishima shikishima is his shikishima. last name and that's and sometimes you yeah, Shikishima is his last name, and that's what he goes by. But yeah, he's the Kamikaze pilot, and he yeah. is—he's basically like he has an arc. He has like he a really has, great he arc. He has the most awesome character arc ever, and I—I'm kind of torn on the ending because of that. But uh, but in, in a nutshell, the guy—the movie begins with him landing on that Odo Island because he he's a coward he multiple times he shows his cowardice multiple times uh throughout the movie yeah. and he he uh he was supposed to you know kamikaze divine wind you're supposed to you know japan is losing the war so they resorted to suicide bombings uh flying their their airplanes directly into battleships and whatnot so that's what he was supposed to do and he didn't he pretended that his um, his ship was faulty and then he landed and, you know, it was a great moment. I I, I'm, I can't remember uh, what the line was, but wasn't it something like um, the mechanic that he ends up being friends with uh, basically said something like, you know, I get it, man. Like when he, he's like, hey, we looked the plane over. There's nothing wrong with it. And, you know, uh, Shimmy, I'll just call him Shimmy's like, uh -huh, and he walks off and he's like, I get it, man. What's the point of fighting for? honor and glory when there is none left right like we're screwed anyway what's the point and that's um that's anybody who surrenders at the end of a war you know the only problem was that it, it, we're coming on the heels of november where all i do is watch war movies and right. band of brothers in the pacific and all that and it's just night and day's difference between the european theater and the pacific theater where the any movie about the pacific is closer to the vietnam war than anything else so you have the romanticized you got the concentration camps and well we liberated the you know the prisoners of these of these death camps and all that versus in the pacific theater they're fighting these suicidal maniacs who are easily giving their life because they worship their emperor as a god and then this story has that where he he betrays you know the emperor by you know letting his cowardice get the best of him he he ends up not giving his life uh so and then and that art continues later but in the meantime that emperor is gone right and everybody is just like he goes back home and they're literally living in rubble they're living in the bombed out uh, a bombed out city not from a nuke but just you know destroyed in the war and that you know the emperor is gone and now 
they're they're like any other conquered people basically where they're they're at risk of their their culture being completely demolished and you do see that there's this there i've always observed this weird thing about um it, it's it, even like playing video games as a kid there's a very it's as if because they were conquered and their you know their god is stripped from them the emperor's gone it's like they started to worship westerners they started to like try to look like them and they adopted our customs and all that so how do you you know if you're an older person you're you're threatened by that because you're like no we want to okay we need some of that because we've been conquered but we also want to retain our culture and how dangerous if it goes away too quick i mean look at like you look at the germans the germans started two world wars and and then all of a sudden they're known for like being oversexed and like producing too much porn or whatever post world war ii it's almost as if they the powers that be injected sex into their culture to control them you know stop starting world wars and they haven't started a, a third world war since because they're distracted by sex and porn and sakinki right so that's like the German stereotype now. It's, it's, it's all about Sakinki. All they want to do is to. I don't know what, what I don't know what so, German films you're watching, Charlie. You, you know, well, that's on you, man. We'll get into that after hours. Doing. We'll get into that after hours. After but, uh, is that the is that the new show that we're starting after yeah. the show? Yeah, after yeah, yeah. hours. Oh yeah, ranked after hours. Um, but the <laughs> so then getting back to Japan though, that's so that's what's going on, and and but then getting back to Shimmy's character arc. He thinks he, you know, he's like, I should have died. He's got that kind of survivor's guilt cut with, you yeah. know, the his cowardice and all that. So I was, I was like, I was real, I was really, spoilers, spoilers. I was really looking forward to him actually giving his life. I thought that him actually kamikaze in Godzilla here's, would here's have been so dope. It makes, I think you think it makes sense, but I think when, when you there's come down butt. to it, hold on, when you, you're interrupting my butt. butt and yeah, I'm interrupting your butt because I know like I, I knew going into this movie, you knowing, interrupt my butt knowing the kinky. <laughs> I knew, I know going, I know going into this, this, uh, this buttocks, I know going into this buttocks, going into this film. That sounds so fucking weird. Going into this movie, I knew your thoughts on. Kayvon wants Dunkirk. me to teach the children Sakindas. Please, he wants please, me to teach Sakindas. Save us all. Save us all. <laughs> no, I knew going into this movie that you were gonna like jump on the the cowardice bandwagon as the movies began. I'm like, oh great, I know where. I I, I, I can mean? already. I, I you know what that means. No, 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 no. They like how. No, no, no. Hold on. No, no. You no. My thoughts on Dunkirk have nothing to do with with this movie. i do think Dun hold on i do think dunkirk, it's interesting i those are two all right different we're not going concepts. down dunkirk alley but i will say this sure I, but those I are two different that concepts. is brought up sure but but when it comes to cowardice in in as far as the kamikaze thing i think there were a lot of people in japan that were getting to basically the point that the guy says is just exactly like we're killing ourselves for no reason and yes. we're and we're we're like we're basically being like life is meaningless like who cares about your life like we should fight your life should be forfeit to japan and that's the greatest thing and i'm like no like your life is life in itself is precious and i think that's that's at the yes. end of the day that's the message is to saying it's that's like, why yes it's you are great. a kamikaze pilot and you were supposed to do that but like yeah at the end of the day 
you need to be around so you can raise your daughter, your your surrogate yeah. daughter. You need to be around yeah. to like, you know, you know, usher in the new era, essentially. So there's like a more positive, uplifting ending. There's the another theme that goes along with it. And that theme is everything you just laid out where they're talking about how the Japanese government throughout the whole story. They're talking about the Japanese government just pimps us all the time. And and ultimately, they're like, uh, our government's not going to help us. The American government's not going to help us. So it falls on these everyday men. Right. And I love that. I love that because, you know, it's like, you know, whoever, uh, you know, uh, you can just leave. No shame if you want to just leave and go take care of your families. And a lot of guys do. And then other guys are like, yeah. no, we have to do this. That is sacrifice. The best stories ever told are always championing sacrifice. I'm all about that. In right. order to fulfill that, you need the beginning to be cowardice. I don't you're you're completely wrong that I would be turned off by this guy being a coward. That is the perfect setup for a redemption arc. Dunkirk sure. leave Dunkirk is over here. Dunkirk is we're is leaving it over on there. A whole, yes, it's it's over on there. A whole is it level. over there? It's, it's, over, it's there. over there, right? Put it's it over there. there. Okay, I'll just <laughs> anyway. So <laughs> But <laughs> no, my point with that, my Charlie, my point, just to be fair, just to be fair. My point with okay. that is as we're going into the movie and I'm sitting there and I'm watching the beginning of the movie, I'm like, I'm sitting there like, God damn it. Like, I'm just like, I'm like, no, like, I was ready. Man. Like, I, I was, hope I'm I just like, great. I hope, I, I hope, I hope he doesn't, I hope this doesn't come in. And we're like sitting in this movie and you're like, but I didn't like it because of this. Luckily, it was the perfect like, setup it, for there's an arc. There's an arc. There's now I'm, now I'm getting the impression that, that you arc. have no idea what my, you, you do not understand. I don't know who you are. Honestly, you do not understand my, is. yeah, you, you don't, I don't even know, do who not know me at all. I have no idea. Butthead. guys. I don't know who this guy is. I have, I've, I've known him for 15, 20 years no without explaining Dunkirk. Well, I guess don't briefly, explain Dunkirk. Dun, Dunkirk no, is just like, it's the, it's the whole movie. There, there's hardly an arc in Dunkirk from like being a coward to not being a coward. It's just, we're cowards, we're cowards, we're cowards. And then at the end, it's like, how can we be heroes? And, and then meanwhile, there's some kid lying there with, who's got like his brains all messed up. Like the movie sucks. Uh, action's good. The movie sucks. But this is this is different. It sets up right away. I mean, McCurdy, you couldn't be more wrong. A, a, a cowardice kamikaze pilot landing. I Right away, I was like, this is going to be awesome. Because he's he has to sit with the shame of of. It, it like I said, it goes b far beyond survivor's guilt. Because even guys who who never did anything remotely coward like in the war, just because they lived, they have a certain amount of right. survivor's guilt. Like, why did I live and all my buddies died? So this guy has both of those. So he's just haunted, haunted right. the whole movie. Now they they kind of they build up to where he's going to. He's like, I'm I'm gonna finally fulfill my destiny of flying an airplane into something and blowing up. Um, but then the scientist man lays out, as we already said, he's like, he's like, no, we we have enough of that. I don't want anybody to die when we go after Godzilla. We're all gonna. This is no longer about giving your life for some butthead emperor. This is about us doing what needs to be done for ourselves and our people. And that's why I draw the conclusion that it's a metaphor for them, you know, protecting their cultural identity as this nuclear giant America is going to come and take over is going to destroy everything that they stand for. Right. It goes beyond war because it, it, the war was ended by the time the movie started. So anyway, um, 
so that's why I like I I uh there's a difference between him planning to kill himself, planning to right. kamikaze himself, and um uh like forcing it essentially, and him having to do it out of nowhere. So like if if uh the 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 best example ever is whether you love or hate Independence Day, it's got one of the best moments of sacrifice ever, where you know the drunk dad uh yeah. he he's he's like hey guys i got one more missile but then the missile's faulty so he has no choice but to fly directly into the alien mothership those are the yeah. best moments of sacrifice ever where it's like there is no choice here i have to do it now here he had a a plan and so you know it's, it's good it's it's like you really think he's gonna and they do, do it, set it up. like that's the thing they they do set what it up you lay out lay out what happens so they set up a very clever thing in the movie where the the scene that you're talking about when they're all when everyone's gathered and they're getting the plan together and the guy mentions that whole thing is like no we're not killing no one's dying today we're not gonna everyone we're gonna try to live we're not going to die no one's gonna kill like sacrifice themselves Pointlessly. because our stupid government our dumb government decided to to make airplanes without ejector seats and they and they yeah. they made bad both and it's like that one very sly simple line they threw in there and i'm like huh ejectors ejector seats mm -hmm. and then the movie we get to the moment cuz we know he's his his whole plan is the whole plan at the end of the movie is that his, we're going to sink point, godzilla real we're going to sink godzilla and we're going to bring him back up He's like, don't rely on the government because the government doesn't care about you. We rely on each other. That's like, right. That that is American to its core. Maybe that's why I love this movie so much. This story <laughs> like, is that so that American. is American as hell. Yeah. Whereas right, every other right. country's like, government is God. Worship government. You're like, you're pussy. You're a pussy in this country. We're not supposed anyway. to do that. We're supposed to hate the government in this country. But there's a lot of pussies today who worship the government. Right, Big Brother. They don't they don't have the almighty father on their back. They have big brother and they're like, please, big brother, take care of me. Big brother, don't give a shit about you. So that's uh, I maybe this is the most American Japanese film I've ever seen. And so I resonate to it. Okay. And anyway, back to what I was talking about. <laughs> anyway, what I was going back to. So they have this plan laid out. But then we know that our, our main character, who is a kamikaze pilot, it's like, I've got to make up for lost times. I got to. Basically, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my plane. I'm gonna do the thing that I'm really good at and flying plane. And he gets the last plane that they could find, and it's this uh, prototype plane. So it looks cool. You're like, ah, oh, memorable plane at the end of the movie. Yeah. And he basically he's like, my plan's gonna be I'm gonna distract Godzilla. I'm gonna get him out to sea, and you guys are gonna do your thing. Um, yeah. and, but that probably won't work. Like, <laughs> but but he's like, but secretly he's like, I remember when I was out at water and like we were we got the mine in his mouth and it blew up his face, but he grew it back really quickly. I bet you if I had a bigger bomb, I could blow up his head. And you don't. He never says this. It's just it's kind of implied. He kind of he kind of says, I saw how to kill him out at sea. I think I have a better way of doing it. But he doesn't tell the rest of them. He also, you're under the impression the movie's making you under the impression that he's going to kill himself to kill Godzilla. And then that, that you're again, all of that information, that one line from the one guy who says they didn't build ejector seats. And I'm just sitting there like, there's going to be an ejector seat. There's going to be an ejector seat. It was kind of like in Dark Knight Rises. You? Yeah. Like, I was just going to ask. Dark Knight Rises. Remind you of a Batman thing. movie? Yeah. It was. But even, even the way they edited that, that sequence, because like he survives, like, they, he puts the plane in in his mouth right as he's about to use his atomic breath, and then he blows up his head, and you're like, "Oh no, he sacrificed himself!" But then mm. he's like, "Look, 
and then you see his uh, his parachute come down. And then, of course, they do the cut scene of like after he said, because originally I thought that the one dude was going to trick him and be like, yeah, this is the bomb safety. And actually, that was the ejector seat button. That's what I thought was going to happen. But oh. then he's like, I thought that's what he was going to do. But then he's like that scene. He's like, OK, this is the bomb safety. You got to you got to do this right before you're going to hit the plane. And then this is your ejector seat. So you got to pull this. So he shows, he explains like that was the plan all along. You just, they, they didn't, they kept it from the audience. Yeah. If it Very was the other way the dark... around, he would have pulled that safety and, and he would have shot out and then he'd be like, right. You bastard. And the plane would have just completely missed. And he'd be like, ah, oh, we're all dead now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a different <laughs> but that's, movie. But right. that, 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 yeah. yeah, that, that, that's, that's still a cool idea. I, uh, um, that, that's what I mean where I'm like, I was like ready for him to off himself, but it would have contradicted everything that scientist man had laid out that we already stated about like look we all we all just went through this war where you know we all know that like certain countries like uh russia is probably the russia and japan were definitely the worst in 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 world war ii where they and kind of china as well china to this day they do they have they're so overpopulated that they do everything they can to kill their people in on uh, uh, mass right like uh whatever pick a battle and it's just like everybody just bum rush everybody's cannon fodder because they they don't value any single individual right whereas we're right. you know to the point that when they would turn but when they would retreat they would shoot their own men which is the dumbest thing well it's supposed to incentivize them completing the attack yeah well if the attack is impossible then let them come back and then attack again. Like it's just, it's, it's, it's like, it's as if they do it just because, uh, um, their it's people are expendable control. to them and it's, it's population control. Population and then, control. and then that's, so it's no wonder that here they're like, look, the government doesn't care about us. We have to do this ourselves. The government isn't going to destroy this, this, uh, cultural force coming to destroy our culture, right? America, like American influence coming to destroy everything we have just after they started rebuilding their homes, right? They literally just rebuilt their homes. And so we have to do it. We have to protect our customs. You know, again, I'm speaking metaphorically. We have to protect that, which is ours, even though we've been uh, uh, conquered and all that. So I, I appreciate all of that. That's significantly deeper than anything I thought I'd ever find in a, in a damn Godzilla monster movie. But, um, but the, is there times you I'm, forget this is a Godzilla movie? You're like, yeah. wait, Oh, this is a guy. I was yeah. like, I thought I was watching a period piece about post-war Japan. And then I was, oh, this guy's. And then, well, and, and then and this, it gets right really here. weird. Cycle man. This Godzilla just looked more intimidating, just terrifying. Yes. Cause it's like all yes. bumpy and gross and like, just, and they, the whole they, time it's like this. Yeah. They purposely made it, like, it doesn't blink. so that they, they purposely based it off of some of the older models of Godzilla. So they wanted to go something closer to, probably the second or third iteration of Godzilla from back in the day. Um, and I think they did a really good job. I think part of it also is the director's, the visual effects supervisor. So he's probably had a lot of thought in, in being like, no, he Godzilla should look like this. And I think yeah. if you watch um, the American movies, the more recent American films, that Godzilla is a little more, I mean, he's supposed to be more heroic in those movies. This is, it's more of like, he is a monster. He is a terror. We got to stop him. Uh, but in the American ones, he's he's like kind of fat and chunky and they, they make him a little more just bulg, bulgy. This he's like he looks more like an upright kind of guy in a suit a little bit. But mm. there's kind of this creepiness to him. And I also just, enjoyed how they like, again never blinked, but it would just move like right. this. 
it, yeah. like this. And I enjoyed the um I also enjoyed like the the atomic breath stuff that they did because mm. they do something similar in other ones where it's like the you see the tail and it lights up. This one they were like it lights the tail up, but his tail like like it's charging and like the his um uh his dorsal fins start like popping out of his body as he's about to blow atomic breath. And then when he does it looks like a atomic blast. Like it looks yeah. like an, another atomic bomb is, has dropped. And that, that to me, it's like, if the metaphor isn't, if the metaphor isn't big enough, like, here you go. Like, yeah. there you go. It's another, another atom bomb, but it's in the, the form of a giant lizard monster. Yeah. So. But it's, uh, I'd say overall the, like I said, uh, my, uh, I, I, one other, one other small thing was that when he, so he, we don't know that he's uh, ejected. Everybody's just screaming after, you know, Godzilla's head blows up and starts sinking. Um, I kind of, I think they waited until the reveal of him floating down and then everybody started to salute. Right. And I, and I kind of was feeling the opposite. Like he gives his life. And even though they said, don't, it was like a mat, it was a moment of desperation. Right. And that's, that's what's so great about moments of sacrifice. It's like, he had no choice. He had to do it. Uh, I kind of would have liked for him to, uh, uh, for them to have saluted and then he floats down. Right. I mean, it's not, it's not, and that's not a big deal. That's like, that's hardly even a nitpick. It's just a well, tiny detail. When we get back in the edit bay, Chucky, I will make sure that we, we just we switch those shots around. Yeah. Switch those in shots my, around. Let's just fix my, that. My my Zillaheimer fan edit. Zillaheimer, yeah, we'll fix it. Um, but but I that's what I mean. I, that's what I'm fine with. But go ahead and the other element is the the ending ending. The end ending. The end ending is the one that I was like, I kind of wish this wasn't a part of the movie because it kind of mm. like did let me down. And diminishes basically, a, a, an diminishes a little moment. bit of yeah. Because uh, so just to clarify what's going on. So as the beginning of the movie, he's he's the this coward loser comes back to japan his, his family is dead his his house is destroyed he finds a house his neighbor chastised the shit out of him like you were supposed to do your job and and now look what's happened and 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 as he's in the market this woman stops him hands him this this thing and you're not sure what it is and it's a baby and then he finds out there's this other woman and he's like he feels bad and he, he like he's you know, he feels bad for this little kid and ends up taking care of this little baby with this other woman. And they are there for many years, like two or three years. Right. And it to the point where it's like they are almost like married couple and like that's their child, but they aren't married. And that's not their child because she found this little this little girl that was left because her parents were dead or her mom. The mom was like, no, take care of my baby. So now they're they're this kind of weird surrogate family that that on the surface looks like a normal family, but they're like, mm. they're not. And as the movie goes on, Godzilla attacks. And at one point she decides to get a job because it's almost like kind of said like, look, we're not going to get married. And, and uh, you know, you need to find a wife. So um, I I'm going to start working and, and our neighbor's going to take care of the kid. And, and, and he, he's struggling with his demons and that's why he's right. like, I'm still, he's I'm like, I can't still at be war, with you. I can't, so I can't, yeah, be with I can't you. do yeah. anything. So she decides, she's like, I'm going to go do this thing. I'm going to, and, and like the, the idea of getting a wife and that was like big in the culture at that, especially at that point in time. He, he's basically and, like, I'm not allowed to be happy because I should be dead. Right. And that's what I mean. So that's why I'm like, his arc is great. I don't know why you think I wouldn't so like she, it. Because you're so, a stranger to me. 
I, I had nothing to do with the arc. It was just the, the first thing. Okay. So just, just to clarify, first thing, not the whole movie. The moment so I, I see a coward movie, in a movie, I turn it off. I'm like, I can't even deal with it. I can't even deal with one coward <laughs> being in a movie. I just shut the stupid movie. I'm like, I'm like General Patton. Next movie. There's goddamn Next coward. Movie. Next movie I'm making is just a movie about cowards. Like that's the movie's gonna be called Cowards. cowards. Yes, yeah, called Cowards. cowards. Yeah. Next movie. Yeah. Um, so in, anyway, she goes off, Godzilla attacks. It's a, it's horrific. It's the first time we see Godzilla just devastate an entire uh city. And he's like, Oh crap, you know, she's in the city. I gotta go save her. She survives this train attack, which also reminded me of Mission Impossible, by the way. When I was thinking about it, I was like, Oh yeah, that's kind of like Mission Impossible from mm-hmm. earlier this year. She survives this train attack. And, uh, and then Godzilla is about to do his atomic breath and he does it. But like she pushes, this is the weird, I thought this part was weird. She pushes him into an alleyway and then she kind of like sacrifices herself. So she pushes him in the alleyway and then the blowback from the blast knocks her back. And you're only to assume that she died and there was no she way she could have survived. Yeah. So now he's motivated. He's like, I've got to kill this Godzilla. He killed my surrogate wife. I got to kill this Godzilla. He's like motivated. You're like on board with them. He's 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 doing all these things. His his whole like he's got a death wish. He's got a death. He's like I gotta do this. He's got a death wish, and he's gonna he's gonna finally make good on his divine wind. And then we get to the end of the movie, sacrifice all the great stuff, and then it just turns out the the neighbor lady comes with the his little girl, and she's like, piece of paper, and he looks at him, he's like, oh my god, and then you find out she's alive. You find out his surrogate wife has been alive for the le- like the second half of the movie and you thought she was dead and I was like kind of took a little bit out of the movie like it's a happier ending right but it took a, a little ending. bit out of me it's, it's that, a, part of me was it's, like why it's did because it's end both up with neighbor lady it's it both ended up with neighbor lady you know well I think I think it was understood that she was older I don't think she was I don't think he would have been romantically involved with neighbor maybe lady. that's like getting with his know. aunt but uh, but the the I think the reason why it initially just hit me as like Ugh, was because they did both. They they did. Yeah. He didn't actually sacrifice himself and she didn't actually sacrifice herself. Anytime again, Mr. I sacrifice makes the best stories. You just anytime, you just anytime, sacrifice. anytime you negate a sacrifice, it drives me crazy. Right. Crazy. Now, the difference is that uh, there's a there's a difference between somebody there's a difference between negating it because somebody meant to give their life and then they didn't and somebody giving their life and then somebody negating it. Like had they died needlessly, then then that negates sacrifice and that sucks. Uh, This at least, you know, she she did save him and he did kill Godzilla temporarily, but he did. They did do the thing they meant to do. So that's that's where it's okay. But back to back where he lived and then she lived, you're like, hold on a second. It's kind of like Scream Six, where it was like, did anybody die? die in this movie? No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, was there like, any? Because you're like expecting somebody to get to get offed and yeah. uh at the end of that movie, and it like nobody did. like I there was a part of me, one one of the kind of secondary smaller plot lines you have when he's on this boat. As the movie goes on, that like the kind of he he gets his little Jaws crew together, right? He gets the scientist guy. There's a boat captain. There is a young young guy who's like he didn't get to fight in the war, but he's got like all that angst of like I didn't get to fight in the war, and everyone's like, yeah, shut up. You you you're glad you should be glad you didn't have to fight in the war. But he's like, I want to fight in the war and stuff. Yeah. 
And then he, so he has his little his little crew that he he eventually meets in the movie. And I liked how they kind of made some parallels with that, where it's like everybody had like this this survivor's guilt. And he's the only one who's like, but I wanted to, I wanted to do my part and I never got a chance to do my part. And I liked how they also gave him an arc where it's like, what, what are you doing? I turned it into Napoleon. Are you gonna, going to, you're going to start pouting about not, not getting laid. I lost my erection. Chucky. Accidentally hit the button on my chair. And I don't do that. Please don't do that. Nom, nom. Didn't he do that? He was no. like, he was like, Daddy wants some. Nom, nom, nom. Nom, and then nom. she hiked up her skirt, and he. That movie sucked. Anyway, <laughs> talking about a better movie. What we were talking about. We were talking about the young, the young guy who's like a part of the team. He's like, I want to do my part, and they're just like, No, you're staying home. You're not yeah. doing anything. And then, sure enough, it's like, No, we actually do need you. And all he does is bring a bunch of tugboats, and he's like, All right, it's we're gonna so get Godzilla. Awesome. And we're gonna bring him out of the water. It was it was and, their yeah, it was Dunkirk great. moment, and that moment was better than all of Dunkirk, where it's just like we're saved, like all the ships on the horizon, they're all right. pull, you know. And I just I yeah. I I couldn't because I don't have that much, uh, I don't have a lot of Godzilla in my brain. I kept going back to the moment in Austin Powers, you know, where they're just like all they're pointing, and there were moments where I was just like, this is like especially during that where you have the scientists and they're pointing and binoculars, and it was so just it was the things that I stereotypically know about Godzilla that I was, I was just sitting there being like, this is so awesome. This is so awesome. And then the tugboats right. show up and they're all, all at the same time. They're like, pull, they're all working together. Uh, and then, and then the sacrifice is happening. I was, you know, I can't yeah. emphasize enough how much, how drastically different this is to the American movies. And I said this earlier, but it's just like this movie does such a great job of just doing the basics of just telling a great story with human characters that the Godzilla thing isn't Godzilla isn't a character in this movie as much as he is a, a force to be reckoned with. He's just the antagonist that they have to deal with, but the characters themselves are, are uh, well drawn out and really well developed. And it's it's the best part of the movie. The, The only, the only thing besides that very end of the movie that kind of lessens it for me, as far as being like, Oppenheimer great because some people have said this is as good as Oppenheimer this is better than Oppenheimer it's got Godzilla my thing is it's just it's so damn earnest with how like and nonchalant about Godzilla that they're just like yeah Godzilla is here and you're like okay I'm I, I have to buy into the fact that giant lizard monsters exist and people are okay with it and the, he never really first, tells anything the, about yeah, it you're like the first yeah, time he shows okay. up it's just, it's just what is that oh that's Godzilla who's Godzilla <laughs> The locals said that Godzilla is a Godzilla, dinosaur. He exists. He's like, a dinosaur. He just, he's what? here. And you're and like, oh, you know. And they're like, we don't have time to explain. We got to kill it with this 20 millimeter gun. 20 millimeter guns can kill anything. Yeah. And then later, and then I don't he's think like the whole even, movie. Did anybody I, even I speculate think, why he grew? Or did they just show bombs going off? They and do we show were the bomb. Two and two. Well, we were yeah, supposed we're to put two and two together. That's yeah, where certain things like that. After they've made 40 of these movies, I guess i can't fault them for needing to explain it to a newbie like me but i'm sitting there being like they make it should they be explaining this This, because i kept i I kept thinking this scene this feels like the first in a series especially by the time you get to the ending it's clear there's going to be a sequel it is a because it's but they made this movie in a way that was going to be uh i mean yeah it's kind of a prequel to god it's sort of like a semi-prequel slash a hard remake of the first one because the first one the first movie i mean it's uh, 
it's it's not done with this care. It's almost like there were times where I was watching this where I felt like it felt like they were retelling the story of the first Godzilla film, but like from a very different perspective and more of like a just grounded human perspective. And mm-hmm. but they they put a lot more story and thought besides just giant monster movie, atomic age movie. Uh, fear of the atom bomb and like a lot more and less of like, oh, let's tell you, oh my gosh, she's doing this now and now he's destroying this and now what are we going to do? And here's the plan and down more to like, let's ground it to a character and a group of characters and their journey and how they're going to survive this whole thing. And I like that. I thought that was, it yeah. just, it, it is a, it is a, it is a hard remake of the original, but it's, yeah. it's done really well. And I, and I appreciate it. And I also, yeah. And I also like the the period aspect of it kind of took out the, the silliness and the comic bookness of some of the later films where it's like, Oh, there's aliens involved or, Oh, we've got a giant spaceship or, Oh, we've got to go into the center of the earth where the monsters all live and silly things like that. And it's like, it's fun. Like in a comic book thing, but like this was more grounded and you're like, I'm, I'm on board with this. This is great. And the whole sequence, the jaws sequence where Godzilla destroys their partner boat when they're, you know, I love uh, that. Shimmy's, that. Shimmy's whole thing was that he's uh, he's he's working for the gov to find mines that the I, I guess U.S. Well, the and Japanese and the Americans said U.S. And Japan the and left them on a, yeah. yeah yeah and so they're they're destroying all these mines and uh, decommissioning all these mines and uh, that whole sequence was so gripping and so fantastic and so terrifying. You know that's what I mean where. As I said in my my quick review, the um, my suspension of di- disbelief was at the level of a kid, where I'm like, "Oh my god, giant Godzilla is going to get them!" And it's just terrifying looking Godzilla yeah. just swimming just above the water. And uh, I, yeah, maybe it's, it's, maybe it's specifically it's like, it took me back to the days time, of Jurassic Park. So that, by that, that time that, in that, the movie, where I was, was like, so good. By the time that part of the movie gets along, I'm like, I'm on board. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm buying this now. But I yeah. think it's it's just the initial like, yeah, Godzilla exists, and you're like, okay, I just gotta buy this. Like, there's no, um, there's no mystery led into it, as much as some yeah. of these. I think other Godzilla movies would make more of a a, a scene of like, wait, what again, what's thing? that from? Oh, that's you Godzilla. Know. Who's Godzilla? <laughs> the locals say is a dinosaur. He's a giant. Oh, it's lizard. like if Barney showed up, just like. Oh, right. a giant purple dinosaur. Uh, uh, yeah, why not? You know, and everybody yeah. just goes along yeah. with it. So you said, uh, this I think it's Guardians. under Guardians. I think that's, I think, and I think that's, I think, I that's, think it should be under Guardians. I think Guardians, where it Guardians excels, is like there's no, um, e- even though that movie is a straight up science fiction movie and it is not grounded by any means necessarily. I think it is just well done by a character. Like it is so focused on its characters that we're never having to like rethink like the dispension of disbelief because we've already, that's already been broken. We already know what we're getting into. We're like, Oh, this is a, uh, a science fiction space movie. And you can make the allegory. that's like, it's just space pirates, you know, it's pirates saving their friends or whatever other story you want to put in there, a Western or whatever, but you're, you're already on board with all the characters. Um, you got to understand their motivations. Uh, it's, there's yeah there's, then there's no weird silly contrived endings that just feel slightly tacked on like it's it's pretty solid all all the way through i don't think it's a masterpiece but i definitely think it is uh is overall all around a great, great movie um and then when it comes to this and turtles i don't know i think 
I think on the level of just the fact that there's times when you're watching this movie and you forget you're watching a Godzilla movie, like, I think that in itself just elevates it above TMNT. TMNT, like Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, it's a lot of fun. But uh, at the end of the day, you're like, yeah, I'm watching a, a really fun, silly kids movie with a lot of heart. Um, but then you watch this movie and you're like, I'm watching a uh, an allegoric drama piece that is like, at times you're like, oh, I forgot I was watching a Godzilla movie. Uh, and you're just, you're like, those moments feel like they belong in the the top five, but then when you and then when you forget, you're like, oh wait, this is a Godzilla movie. You're like, oh wait, I forgot I was watching. By the way, Godzilla, uh, that's what the locals call him. He exists, <laughs> and you're like, okay, this movie just. That's the things that bring it down for me. But like, I think under God, I think, I think that's a perfect spot. That is a perfect spot. Seconded. That's all I'm going to say. All well okay. said. I'm not going to fight you on any of that. Gochira! I'll do it right. Minus one. So it's minus one because everybody felt negative. Let me read. Let me read. No, 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 no. Let me read what it is. The minus one refers to the fact that Japan had already been devastated by World War II, brought it down to zero, down to nothing, down to nothingness. It's in rubble. It's in ruin. We destroyed the F out of Japan. Uh, But with the emergence of Godzilla, it puts Japan into the negative because after we've already been devastated now to zero, we're devastated even more. So under zero is minus one. So you're Godzilla minus one. That's why it's called Godzilla minus one. I don't like the title, but I get it. It would have been nice if that's if your title is that cryptic, maybe try to write it into the script a little bit just to lead us by the nose. A little bit, you know, just some somebody makes some, some dialogue. Some it's like, yeah, we were already down to nothing. To and now we're even like, now what are we down to? Now what are we down exactly. to? Exactly. Yeah. Minus, we're negative zero, you know, something, yeah. something exactly. silly, but negative one. But yeah, it's uh, regard, irregardless, it's still, um, it still deserves that spot right there at number, yeah. number eight, I believe it. Not minus one, because that would be above the list. Is above Oppenheimer. We should have just zero. put it yeah. And then put it. minus put one. It, that's where it should go. We should put it above Oppenheimer. Yeah. Remember like, we wait, talked about doing that to Knights of the Zodiac? Yeah. Yeah. Like, What's your negative one? Negative. Movie? Shouldn't you be on this? Should be on this list. It doesn't even <laughs> yeah. deserve to be on this list. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I, I did see a list. Uh, <laughs> I saw a list of the worst movies, and all the out of all the ones, there's like the worst movies of the year. Out of all of the list, the only movie we had seen was. Uh, Knights of the Zodiac, and it was sure enough, it was on the list. So, it was a list of the like, worst yeah, movies. That was the worst movies of the year. I think it was like Rotten Tomatoes worst movies of the year, and because uh, okay. you know we're getting the top ten list at the end of the year. Worst movies of the year. Worst was the Winnie the Pooh movie, but be- before that was uh, Knights mm-hmm. of the Zodiac. All the other ones we never watched. I think some of them were streaming movies or movies that just were like, why bother watching that? Um, yeah. But that was that was the one that was like on the list. I'm like, yeah, that was the worst movie I've seen this year. And I know you keep saying like Cocaine Bear maybe had a no, bet shot of being I mean, worse than that. I'm like, no, how that movie was really bad. Cocaine Bear knew what it was. This movie was trying to be something it was never going to be. And it was bad. Godzilla, yeah, on the other it, hand, let me know. Godzilla, that's what the local calls the locals call it. It's on the island. That's gonna be my uh, new. Uh, that's requesting Thanksgiving. Next, oh yeah. Well, I I heard it was good. Here's the thing: we're we're getting to a point where 
we're because uh, we're already seen a year's worth of movies. So a movie yeah, eight 52 a week. right there. We're already at we 52 it. right there. But yeah, uh, the list, I think this week we're seeing Wonka. I think that's the next movie that's that we're we're actually oh, looking terrified to go see. I'm, so and I think to watch I'm gonna go see my uh, I think I'm taking my kids. We're gonna go see Wonka. Uh, originally, we were going to see Poor Things this week, but then everyone started talking about Godzilla like it's the greatest thing you need to see it. And so we were like, okay, let's go see Godzilla. And it's the greatest thing, and you should go see it. So, um, yeah, Godzilla was great. Um, again, a little melodramatic at times, but overall, like uh, a pretty damn good movie. Um, yeah. So, and then I think I think we're getting at that point where like Christmas comes around and like every movie comes out. So it's like you've got the color purple you've got uh iron claw you've got aquaman and then there's uh ferrari like there's like three or four movies that are all coming out like around christmas so i don't know if we're gonna because we're not doing anything we might be like all right charlie tomorrow we're gonna go see this and then we, we just watch it and they're like tomorrow we're gonna go see this i don't like know we said we're never gonna move on to to 2024 we're just gonna do 2023 we're just for the next 2023 years i'm in prison we'll never run out of movies that came out you know of course this year of course. So. but yes uh, and then i do i do want to see i did want to see poor things but i think uh i think yeah this movie trumped seeing that unfortunately so we were we're like okay we're gonna go see this instead um yeah yeah there were other movies i wanted to go see and we didn't see those so um yeah yeah wonka wonka's this next week uh and then the following week is either aquaman iron claw ferrari or the color purple so we might see all of those we might see one or two of them i don't know and then yeah no, and as we're getting close to the end of the year, I'm down to just narrow it down to things that we anticipate might break the top 10 rather than, you know, wasting our time with like another, the, you know, the nun three or something like uh, that's, yeah. that's kind of where my head's at. But anyway, that's why I'm we'll like, I'm like maybe that. we should go see those. We should at least, I, th I think at the end of the day, I'm like, let's see Iron Claw or Ferrari. I think those, those two definitely look like they're, it's a Michael Mann movie. I mean, we, uh, as we've pointed oh, out, yeah, Ferrari every, like, is. That's every right. major director has a, uh, a movie out this year. And, you know, to, to throw, um, Michael Mann on this list, you probably should. So, yeah. uh, anyway, to help me out with his name, Tamagotchi. Uh, no, no, no. It's a K. Uh, hold on. Let me get the spelling. Let me get the spelling. This is, this is uh, me doing an Takashi. Takashi. It's T A K A S. Wait, wait, wait. T A K. Where do you want his last name? Uh, no, first name. Okay. First name. T A K A S H I. Takashi. Taka Takashi. Takashi. Okay. For Takashi. Yamazaki. Takashi Yamazaki. Uh, and then hold on, yeah. Let's move it to the last slide. I think I have him on there. Here, here I Next got slide. It. Yay! Boom. For Takashi, because uh, he made an awesome movie. I Much hope he makes say. an American film. Like I hope they're like, oh, this guy made a really no, because they'll they'll make him make it terrible. They'll be like, we him, order you to make it awful. Yeah, port him over. Uh, I mean, or you no, just keep making films. Just keep making good he might stuff. make films in Japan and be like, what's the the guy who did Parasite? You know, who's also a great filmmaker, but he's only yeah, done Korean, Korean filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember his name. They're like, hey, come to Hollywood. He's like, why would I do that? Uh, you're gonna make me. I make can make all my movies, and then here. you're gonna molest me. And everybody that come with me, you're gonna molest. So let's not do that. I'm gonna stay far away from you in Korea, and I'm just you gonna just keep making cowards. dope stuff. Send your money. Yeah. Nothing but a goddamn coward. So uh, yeah. Anyway, 
Any uh, any wise words for Mr. Takashi McCurdy? Uh, stop working so damn hard and making creepy Godzillas. Like, just chill, okay? Uh, do the opposite of that. Prove to the opposite of what you just said. Opposite of what I just said. For Takashi, 6 9 yep. Oh, you're my 